Hey everyone, Melissa here. Hopefully it's not too echoey in here. Uh, we recently moved from a house to an apartment, so we haven't quite got rugs or anything up, so everything seems like it's echoey, but I don't think it's as bad as we think. I do have Gus here. He is now has uh, now become an indoor cat permanently, and we've been here for a little over a week, and he seems to be doing pretty well. He may be a little chatty later. So far, the only thing he's not fond of is when the heater vent comes on. He cries like like he's sad or like something is really wrong. And I'm like, that's the vent. It's fine. But he just goes to the bathroom and stares at it the whole time it's on until I turn it off. So that could be something in the winter. We'll see. Hopefully by then he'll be okay. But right now he does not feel, he's not feeling that heater. If you wanted to check out more about Gus, I actually decided to start an Instagram account for him as he becomes an indoor cat and how things are going and just, you know, cute cat things. Because, uh, you know, there's so much of that out there, but cats are cute, so screw it. Uh, so I have an account out there for Gus if you want to follow him on Instagram. He's on under the name a sweet cat named Gus. So a sweet cat and then N-A-M-E-D and then G-U-S, all lowercase letters. So a sweet cat named Gus. Check him out on Instagram. So yeah, guys, um, this coronavirus thing, it's a bit intense. So I thought I'd come back and just kind of do something for fun. I mean, I'm still gonna be working on other Tales from the Crypt episodes and putting episodes up on YouTube. Right now I'm at the apartment unpacking, things like that, staying inside when I can. Uh, we'll see how things go with my job, you know, my day job or whatever. Um, right now still kind of up in the air what's gonna happen with that if I gotta stay home or not. Uh, so basically, I just want to make sure everyone's okay. Uh, hope everyone's good. Everyone good? It's a little, uh, it's a little freaky. I think it's a smart move if this thing is spreading as fast as they're saying. You know, why not hunker down for a couple weeks to a month, and then uh, you know, hopefully that diminishes whatever intensity this is gonna have. But you know, we'll see. Everything's changing day to day. That's what's a little crazy about it. So yeah, everyone good? Everyone okay? Great. I hope so. Uh, make smart choices. Be safe. Wash your dang hands. I've definitely realized uh, with this that I'm I 20 seconds is kind of a long time. Uh, I've taken to thinking about the Golden Girls theme song in my head while I do it. So then I'm kind of like wiggling a little bit, you know, at the sink, like, hmm, 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 you know, washing my hands and stuff. So that kind of helps. Or pick another song you like. The birthday song's a little overdone. So I like to pick something a little more fun. Don't hoard things. That's not good either. That doesn't help anybody. It's all going to be okay. We just got to figure all this out. So things I'm hoping to be doing, you know, as this goes on, because it's easy to fall back into just being lazy. I'm, you know, I'm going to unpack, get everything here situated. I'm going to get back into yoga again, I think. I haven't done that in years and uh, something I can do in the house, you know, especially now that we have a little more space in this apartment and, and we have hardwood floors now. So it's a little more of a flat surface for my yoga mat. And there's tons of things online and things you can look up. To do a lot of people are reaching out to each other that's great um i'm also gonna get back into reading i got a couple books i'm gonna read a couple shows i want to binge watch i was thinking about getting into like schitt's creek and i don't know a couple are like more comedy type shows to get into as much as i love horror and all that which i will be talking about in a bit it's nice to just kind of sit back with something that's kind of fun you know lighthearted, or maybe it's not as lighthearted as i think i don't know i hear it's hilarious so we'll see uh, and again, uploading old episodes of the Good Evening Kitties podcast on YouTube. That's what I plan on doing too. I'm going to, you know, check in on friends and family using Skype or Zoom or 
email. There, with t- technology today, it's not hard to reach out to people. So, I mean, you got, like I said, Skype, Zoom, email, phone. You can write a letter. You can send a carrier pigeon. You could send a fox. I don't know if those last two would make it, but you could try. Think of something you want to try that you haven't done before. Learn a new language. I don't know. So I thought instead of doing just a, a movie review of a movie that I hadn't seen before and I wouldn't be sure if I'd like it, I thought I'd talk about a movie that I love. A movie that's definitely in my top five of like zombie or zombie-ish type movies. And that movie, if you haven't noticed by the title of this review, is 2016's Train to Busan. fantastic movie. I've seen it at least twice, if not three times. And it's, it's a really great movie. It's a wild ride. It's a rush. It's sad. It's emotional. It's a bit gory. It's, it's a little crazy. And I'm not always into like the fast zombies that can run over each other. And it seems impossible the way that they do that. Like in World War Z, it's annoying sometimes on how they can just kind of run each other over. It's not as well, in in Train to Busan, it's done a lot better, at least visually. And there's a couple scenes I'll get to with that. But it's basically, you know, an infection type movie. If you haven't seen it yet and you like that kind of stuff, definitely check it out. So here we go. A lot of this information I'm getting off of Wikipedia just to kind of keep it going in my head so I don't end up rambling all over the place like I do sometimes. So I'm going to kind of go off of that a little bit. So Train to Busan is a 2016 South Korean action horror film directed by Yan Sang-ho, which I probably pronounced that wrong, and starring Gong Yu, Jung Yumi, and Ma Dong-seok. I'm sorry if I pronounced any of those wrong. It's basically a movie on a train. What's great about it is it it sets that tension of not knowing what you're going to run into at each station. So people are keeping track with their loved ones and things through phones, and when everything hits the fan, they're just getting onto the train. They're safe as long as they're on the train, at least for a little bit, and then it's just all over. Another thing I would like about the movie before I get started here is that they really don't use any guns. It's mostly like melee weapons and like things that they've created or, um, you know, bats and things like that. It's not until the very end that you see guns and that's only from the military. 
Train to Busan lasts 118 minutes. Doesn't feel like that. Gus, are you crying? I already told them about your Instagram. I know. You're still getting used to here, huh? You gonna be good? Do you like Train to Busan? Anywho, like I said, 118 minutes for the movie. The budget was $8.5 million and the box office brought in $90.6 million. I think it's still on Netflix. So if you want to go watch the movie right now, I'll wait. Be sure to put it on subtitles. Don't dub it. It's not, no, subtitles all the way. So I'll wait. Go ahead. Okay, welcome back. Good. I'm glad you've seen it. Now we can talk about it a little bit. So here's the plot. So there's this guy and he's a fund manager and a dad and he's separated from his wife. So it all starts out like setting up this one main family and then you'll meet other characters along the way. He works all the time. He's a bad father. He misses like his daughter's recital. He gets her the wrong birthday gift that she already had. I think it was like an Xbox or something. Gets her, you know, she already had it. She lives with her grandmother uh, part-time and then sees her mom so many other time while they're separated. And I guess the daughter's probably like 10 or so. And she's really great. The, the girl that plays her, she's a great character. I really enjoyed the daughter. She, she's a tough girl and she does a good job in it. So it's her birthday. And so she's like, I hate being with you, dad. Uh, you are a bad dad. Can I go see my mom in Busan? I, I could take the train by myself. And he's like, well, that's, you know, I'll take you. I'll take you to Busan to go see your mom. So it kind of gets into like their relationship a little more, a little more with him and his issues with his wife and talking to, I think it's his mother that they live with. I, I mean, that would make sense, I guess. His mother. And so, yeah, so then, you know, the next day, the next morning, they leave to go get on this train to Busan and they're heading down to the station and, and they hear a little bit of stuff on the radio, but it's nothing crazy of like things happening and maybe like a couple checkpoints with people like blocked off, and, but they're not really thinking anything of it. Um, and so they board a train called the KTX 101. And there's a, uh, other passengers that get on there that we'll learn about them a little later. Um, I'll just kind of run through them real quick. Um, there's a, a guy, uh, Sanghua, which I'm pretty sure I pronounced wrong too, and his pregnant wife. There's a high school baseball team. There's some elderly uh, sis sisters that are there that they're pretty, pretty cool. There's a traumatized homeless man who has seen some stuff. So he can't quite say what it is, but he knows something's coming. Yeah, and there's just like, a, there's a guy there that's really selfish that nobody likes. We'll get to him later too. So it's all these people. So the train's getting ready to leave. And the attendants are like, okay, get on, let's go. And then the, the homeless man gets on there and locks himself in the bathroom. And he's just in shock. And what I love about this is like the train's getting ready to depart. And I love it because it just kind of creeps up on you in a way. So like this young woman who's been infected runs onto the train. No one really notices her. She's not feeling well. Everyone's just like, get on the train. It's time to leave. You know, they're locking up the doors and she gets on like at the last minute, but she doesn't look good. Like you can tell something's wrong. And I believe there's even a scene that right when the train's pulling away in the very beginning, I guess it's like, it's like 20 minutes in or so. That's when you see that there's like some other people running into the station. So it's like, they just missed it. They just missed all of this going down and, um, you know, they're safe on the train and they have no idea yet because this woman is patient zero on this train is this young woman who's sick. So what I love about the zombies on here or the creatures or whatever is their, their erratic movements that they do in this movie is really fun. Like they're kind of bending like almost painfully and jerky and it's, it's really fun to see like the way that, you know, makes all these crack noises and stuff. So the, the train takes off and the young woman turns into a zombie. And, you know, she's all acting all weird and cracked up and, like, bending her neck all weird. And the one attendant comes over and she's like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? 
and right away she bites her. So now you got two and they turn fast. So it's like you get bit and you're like, you know, it's almost like immediate or like pretty close. But I mean, for the most part, it's, it doesn't take that long. So then they're loose, right? So all these different carts are starting to get attacked and they have these doors in between each train that kind of like you can seal off, you know? And so that comes in a lot of help later with helping them to seal off a lot of things. It's going crazy a little bit on the train. Not everyone knows. They keep hearing reports on their phones, things like that, but it's nothing, no one's really like super worried. Um, the main guy, the dad gets a call from like a, a coworker of his or something and saying something weird's going on. He gets a weird call from his mother before she like turns or something because she makes all these like growly noises on the end of the phone. So it's like everything's going weird. So everyone in the train is starting to turn into zombies in certain carts, not in the carts that the guy is in there with his daughter, but other carts. So one of the carts holds a whole baseball team of young, I'd say they're probably in high school, you know, they're probably like seniors in high school or so. And there's a baseball player there. He's kind of a shy guy and he's there with one of the cheerleaders and he really likes her and they're all stuck in there and they see that everything's going down and they all, you know, the, it's kind of a cool scene where like all the zombies take out a lot of the baseball players and then you feel for the kids because it's like they have to kill and hurt people that were on their team that they're like, we just were talking to them and now they're turned. So him and her, uh, the baseball player and the cheerleader escape to another car and lock the doors. So now the news are like really broadcasting it. They're making announcements over the train. It's quickly becoming a pandemic, very quickly. Um, military is trying to contain it, but it's not quite working. So as they're going on and they're trying to get through the train and they're um, having to go through the train and like block people off and they're trying to keep the zombies in one train and block them off, they learn that they're very reliable on their sight. And they learn that in one way where they start like taking water or something and they stick newspapers to the glass of the window of the door. It's it's funny because it's like as immediately as it's covered, the zombies are like, what? No one's there. Oh, no one's there. And they just like calm down, even though they could probably hear them. They hear some sound, but it's mostly sight. Because even when they go through like a tunnel at one point and it goes pitch black, they all freeze. So, I mean, at least you got that. So they're using that to their advantage, you know, cell phone noise, things like that, to try to corral them into different trains and block it off. So then the train stops at Dijon Station. Again, I apologize for the the pronunciation. So this place is kind of cool. The surviving passengers find that the city is overrun by these zombies, right? So they show up at this station. They go in the station and there's like no one there. And they're walking around and there's like this whole military unit, you know, government, military people that have turned and they start chasing them down like the broken down escalators and running around. And they're like, there's this part where they like break through a whole big glass door and it's a lot of tension and it's really fun. And there's one scene where I always kind of laugh because there's a scene where I'm like, that's where I would get taken out. They're trying to get back onto the train. So they're like, everyone's screwed. We need to get back on the train. Forget picking up people here. There are no people. So they're all running down these broken escalators or whatever. And it's the one guy, one one of the young guys from like I think the baseball team is running, not looking behind him. And from the side of the building, there's a couple of zombies running. And as soon as he keeps, he runs and he clears that spot, they just jump on him and take him out. And I'm like, yep, that would be how I would go. I wouldn't even be paying attention. I'd just be running, and there'd just be like a, a lion and a gazelle just. Pfft taking me out so that one's kind of fun like there's a lot of scenes of them like they're taking off with the train and they're like grab my hand you know and like trying to like get on there and there's like the jerky guy you know showing how much of a jerk he is he's like this business guy that wants to just leave everyone behind and things like that so they get back on the train and now they've kind of split up into different train cars so they're all a little separated because they're just get like get on a train we got to get out of here so now they're taking the train still to busan where they hear there's a quarantine zone that they can get to. As long as they can get to Busan, hopefully, you know, to be fine. So the baseball player and the dad and the guy with the pregnant wife, 
the guy with the pregnant wife seems a little bit of a jerk, but he ends up having kind of a heart of gold. Like he's a little irritable with everyone, but he's really sweet in a way. And he does fight a lot with like alongside the dad character a lot in like a good way. So the three of them are like, we got to get to the pregnant wife and the little girl. So the pregnant wife and the little girl and one of the older ladies and the homeless man are all separated from these three. So the dad's like, I got to get to my little girl. They're like, we got to start moving through these cars. So it's pretty cool because it's like, you got to go through each car and some have not that many zombies. And then they get to a couple that do. Like there's one that was the baseball team. The young baseball player is kind of like, I know all these people, this is horrible. And this is where they really use like the sight and sound to their ability. They have to crawl up on the holders of like um, your luggage to crawl past them. They wait for the train to go through so it's dark. They throw like a baseball to kind of distract them. You know, whatever they can, because there's so many in there, there's no way that they're going to get through. They even take like magazines and duct tape them to their arms so they can like put it in their mouth, you know, and, and hit them because they don't have guns. So it's just like all this, you have to just beat them and push them out of the way. So they finally get through all that and they get to everyone. So everyone's back to being reunited. There's a lot of like hiding in bathrooms. And there's also like a train car that had the selfish guy and other people who wouldn't let them in. So they get to where all the other passengers are sheltered. Now they got, so the seven of them are all back together now. So you got the dad, you got the daughter, you got the guy and his pregnant wife. You got the baseball player, you got the old lady and the homeless man. So they're all coming to this car, train car, that has the, the selfish dude in it and a bunch of other people who, are, who have survived. And they're all like, the baseball player is like, oh my gosh, open the door, oh my gosh, they're right behind us. And they're like, no, you're infected, you're infected. And he's like, oh my gosh, I'm not, just let us in, you know. They're taking too long. So because of that, the guy with the pregnant wife ends up sacrificing himself so that the other guy can get back to his little girl. And he's like, hey, watch, you know, take care of my wife. Because like he was trying to hold them back with the door with like the magazines or whatever on his arms and he gets bit and you can see as he's fighting it, like his eyes are turning and he's starting to turn, but he's trying to hold him off as long as he can. And it's kind of a sad moment. Like he shouts out the name of what he wants to name his little baby girl when she's born and he doesn't make it. So the six of them get back into this car with the selfish guy and the dad guy is pissed, you know, cause he's like, that shouldn't have happened. You could have let us in. The pregnant lady's freaking out cause now her, her husband's gone. After he, they finally let the people into that train car, they still like want them to isolate themselves away from everyone. So they put them in like the vestibule and like hold them back or whatever. And what that does is end up saving them because the old lady sees that her sister has turned and decides she wants to be with her and no one's watching her. And she goes over and opens the door and just lets all the zombies in. And they're all trapped in there because they kicked everyone out into the vestibule. All the other people die, except for the selfish guy and train attendant. They both get trapped in the bathroom. So they're both in the bathroom, which are super tiny, and they're in there, and everyone else is dead because no one was watching the old lady, and she wasn't, she didn't care no more. She was like, my sister's dead, screw it. So now the dad and the daughter and the pregnant lady and the baseball player, and he's also got reunited with his girlfriend, so she's okay, the baseball player's girlfriend, the cheerleader, and the homeless man are, are all safe. So now they're, they're still going along, the train's still moving along. There's a blocked track now up ahead at this train station. So now they have to stop and find another train. And I love the train conductor guy. He's fantastic. He's kept a cool head this whole time, trying to send out supportive messages through everything. He fights through being terrified to find another train for everyone to get out of here. He gets off the train, he goes looking around. He has to like walk around and look inside of train cars and train things to find. I'm like, you are brave, dude. This guy is awesome. While he's looking for a train, selfish guy gets out of the bathroom and pushes the train attendant into the zombies to get out because like I said, he's selfish. So he kills that guy and then he does the same thing with the cheerleader girl. 
when they, so she gets bit and so then the baseball player dude is staying with her and he's all like oh my gosh and, you know he's crying he can't believe it and she turns in his arms and then she bites him so now they're both zombies so now we're down to a selfish guy dad daughter pregnant woman train conductor and i think homeless man homeless man's still around i think so it's slowly dwindling there's not a lot of people left and still, as they're running around, like, there's just, like, balls of zombie bodies. Like, they run so fast sometimes that they just overrun each other. And it's kind of fun. It's fun. It's not too overdone, and it looks good. And it's really not even a thing of eating people. I think it's more just they just are violent is the thing. So um, it's not like they really sit around too much and eat people too much. It's more just, like, this frenzied violence that they have. So the train conductor finds a locomotive, right? And I was like, yes, he's awesome. So he gets out, he gets it on another track and he's like, cool, everybody get on. They just have the locomotive now. They're abandoning the whole other train. So they're like, everybody just get on this locomotive. Let's get out of here. But the selfish guy is scared and he grabs him and like throws the train conductor to the zombies. And I was like, dang it. So that guy's dead now. So while they're doing all this, a, um, a flaming train car, a locomotive comes by and derails and falls over. And then a lot of these carts on this train are zombies and they're like pouring out of the windows and it's pretty cool they're like pouring out like just all like you know and they pull over and they lean over and they're kind of like trapped and they gotta hurry because like the windows they can see you like they're all the train cars full of zombies and they can see you so they're freaking out so they're like pushing on the window so it's just a matter of time before it breaks so there's a lot of tension there that's kind of fun and um the dad guy finds a way out they have to like scoot down you know they find a way out so they're starting to leave and all the debris coming down and then the windows break and so the homeless guy sacrifices himself there to buy time for the pregnant woman the dad the daughter i think that's it that's all that's left besides selfish man and so they get out because of the homeless guy sacrificing himself and they get to the new locomotive so this is a cool scene they take off in the locomotive and there's a whole herd of these zombies coming after them because they've all escaped out of the train cars. So they're just like crazy. And which I mean, they got to be smelling them too. I don't know. They don't really talk about smelling, just sight. But so they're running. So they're getting on this train car and they're going. And this whole time there's just like a mound of these zombies like running all over each other right behind them. Right. And they're kicking off zombies off the train car because some of them are really fast. And this train car is not going super fast yet because it's kind of building up speed. So they're catching up. So now you got the four of them on this locomotive. You got Jan Suck, you got the dad, the daughter, 10 years old. She's really, she's doing great. She's hanging in there. She's starting to lose a little bit, but she's hanging in there. And the pregnant wife. They're pushing out all the other zombies off the, the train. And when they get to the front of, you know, where you drive the train, because they're like, we need to get in there and get safe and things like that. They find the selfish guy and he's really close to turning into a zombie. He's not looking great. Um, and he's saying that for them to help him. And they're like, oh, what do you want me to do? You're the one who's been throwing people to the wolves this whole time. So they managed to throw him off, which this part kind of irritates me every time I watch the movie. Because I feel like the dad could have done this better. The way that he fights this guy off and like wraps this chain around him. He was like setting himself up to be bit. Like it almost seems too like set up. Like I think he could have done this without getting bit. So the dad is fighting Yansak, the selfish dude. And he gets bit. So he gets thrown off, the selfish guy does, but the dad has gotten bit. And it's this is where it gets pretty emotional. So he knows he doesn't have a whole lot of time. He knows he's been a shitty dad. He knows his daughter's terrified and now she's left with this pregnant woman and that's it. Her dad's going to leave. And he doesn't want to hurt her and he knows he's changing. So he pushes her in with the pregnant woman into the front of the train. He shows the pregnant woman how to operate the train, like how to stop it. He says goodbye really quick and he runs to the end of the locomotive 
his eyes are starting to change and he starts thinking about his daughter and he starts thinking about the first time he held her when she was born and he's just trying to give himself some sort of happy memory to go with and as he's thinking about that he smiles and then he throws himself off the train so now you got sue ann which is his daughter and the pregnant woman and they get off at busan they make it to busan and they get off the train and there's nothing around but there's this tunnel like a train tunnel and it's blocked so that's you know that's why they stop i guess and they get off and they start walking through this tunnel and Sue Ann is crying and holding the pregnant woman's hand and singing, um, I think it's a Hawaiian song, if I remember correctly. They can really see anything in the tunnel. It's a really long tunnel. And at the other end, there's the military. And they have like this wall of like sandbags and they have like sniper wi- rifles or something and things. And, and they can see them and they're like, is that zombies? Like, do we need to take them out? They're not running. I think they're not sure if they want to yell. And then someone's like, we'll just take them out. But then they're like, no, it looks like they're okay. Yeah, she's singing Aloha E or Aloha O. I don't know one of that songs. So they're like trying, they're not sure they're going to shoot them. And then that's when they start to hear the song that Sue Ann is singing. And they're like, well, zombies don't sing. So they're like, they're not infected. And that song is one that she wanted to perform for her dad um, at the beginning of the film in the recital that he missed. Though I think they taped it. But yeah, so she sang that song. So they run towards Sue Ann and the pregnant woman. And that's the end of the movie. It looks like there is a quarantine zone. It looks like they're probably going to be okay. Poor little girl is all, all by herself. Now, they are working on a sequel, which I'm excited. I think it could come out pretty good. I'm excited. I want to see what's going to happen afterwards. I'm not usually big on sequels, but I love this movie, and I think the dude similar. I think it could be great. According to Wikipedia, it's called Peninsula. Um, it's supposed to show the events four years after Train to Busan, and it should come out August 2020. Now, the director does say the movie Peninsula is not necessar- is not a sequel to Train to Busan because it's not a continuation, which is kind of a bummer. I would like to see what would happen to Sue Ann after all this. And maybe she'll be in it still. I don't know. Um, but it's more just happening in the same universe. Now, it's still supposed to be four years after. So we'll see, you know, what has happened with all that and how things have changed for these people uh, in the movie Peninsula. So that could be something to look forward to in August 2020. So yeah. That is 2016's Train to Busan. Great movie. Check it out if you haven't. If you like that thing, I think you'll love it. Take care of yourself out there. It's going to be fine. You know, just be nice. Be kind to people. I'm still looking to come back late April or so with the new episodes of the Good Evening Kitties podcast reviewing episodes of Tales from the Crypt. In the meantime, you can check out all the other episodes, leave reviews, send me an email at goodeveningpod at gmail.com. Let me know what you're doing during this uh, quarantine. If you're doing anything interesting or learning a new skill or something, you know, maybe I'll compile up an episode and, and read out different emails or something. And maybe I'll do another review of some sort of movie I love. So have a good one. Check out the movie. Wash your hands. Bye.